0: Psalm 22, King James Version. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered, they trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn, they shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths, as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my, my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength. Haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from them, but when they cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live for ever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul a seed shall be his a a seed shall serve him it shall be accounted to the lord for a generation they shall come and they shall declare the righteousness of the lord unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this welcome to the psalms with me james Dellingpole, and today we're going to talk about psalm 22 with my special guest johnny woodrow johnny Um, you approached me having heard one of the earlier episodes of the psalm series and you said well you know i could talk about a psalm i said well do you fancy doing psalm 22 because that's quite a sort of tricky one and you said yeah i'm up for that just tell me about yourself briefly before we go on
1: um uh, well thanks for having me on and thanks for taking up the offer um uh, i'm i'm a i'm a pastor of a church that we set up almost i think exact almost exactly 20 years ago
0: yeah
1: um i w- uh, married with four kids um and i was i did a i did a phd in madcap continental philosophy for philosophy applied to psychology and that was a uh, as i was writing that up i went in my mid-20s um we got i got involved with setting up a church and then I so I didn't actually I, I got the PhD, but I didn't carry on in academia. And then I, I've kind of bumbled through leading a church and being involved in training others to lead churches far earlier than I ever should have been in a kind of um, uh, find out what I need to know on the job. And then um, and then and then sort of pass it on to others. So um, I don't have any formal theological education, although I'm now doing a second PhD in theology um because I found a mate who was mad enough to uh, to to enjoy the idea of the project no, and let me do it Johnny it's obvious to me
0: that from some of our correspondence that that you know your stuff which is which is kind of why I wanted you on the on the on the on the, this podcast also I quite like to mix it up um I mean mm. we've had Gavin Ashenden who was um a chaplain to the Queen he was mm. Anglican and then he 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 went over to Rome and is now a, an ardent Catholic um we've also had a what was he a a, a a calvinist i think um
1: uh yeah presbyterian um
0: presbyterian I, yeah what what do, what denomination would you be technically
1: well so i would i'd call myself a reformed baptist um right what um, does that mean which, well what that means is uh, so uh after the westminster confession was written the the presbyterians um go with uh, a group came out of that, wrote the Savoy Declaration. They they were um, um, Congregationalists, had a different way of understanding how church governance works So they adopted most of the Westminster. And then out of the Savoy gang came the Baptists who. So I, I I would operate by the, the what was called the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith, which is basically the Westminster uh, ad- adapted for um, those of the Baptist persuasion.
0: Yeah, these, 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 this is all very kind of inside baseball for me. Yes. Um, uh, you, just, just, in a, in a uh, nutshell, w- w- what's your kind of position on stuff? How, w- what's your defining
1: position? Well, how, how would I know what a Reformed Baptist looks like? Well, that's a good question. Um, how to do that quickly? Uh, well, so, uh, so, so, I guess um, we would be. Absolutely. With the ecumenical creeds. So the, the Nicene Creed, the, the Apostles Creed, um, the, the the creeds that Catholics and and all persuasions would would go back to. And then in the Reformation period, there's the Reformation and people are uh, trying to sort of set out. The Protestants are setting out their stall, as it were, and um, and and taking and, and making the claim that we're we're still part of that tradition so how does that narrow it down so it get, get, put it put it like this it um you'd go bible the ecumenical creeds and then what narrows it down would be which confession you went with in the 17th century <laughs> um, and the baptist one would uh would assume that uh, only believers uh, are baptized rather than babies being baptized um that the church is um they're independent churches rather than under some uh, a a larger kind of something like the anglican church or the presbyterian structure right Um, because we um would be looking back to the reformation and prior the reformation we'd be uh what you describe as calvinist although i mean but then calvin was quoting endless augustine who's quoting paul you know so it's very much um uh the the further we go back into the Reformed baptist roots the closer we get to all the others and the distinctives would be who gets baptized and how does church governance operate there's some other technical distinctions within the gang about how the old and new testament relate but um right is that is that, is that too well, insider does, info? To
0: it does sound like the big en- big Indians and little Endians in in Gulliver's Travels. It's, I, I'm I'm astonished. We're, we've we've we're, we've had exchanges about this. I'm astonished by the pettiness over doctrinal differences yeah. between the different branches of the church, and I I personally don't like it um, hmm. because I I I think that we're all we're all Christians. You know, there are really good Catholics. There are really good Presbyterians. There are really good Baptists. So so. Uh, And I, you know what I particularly don't like. I particularly don't like the way each of these groups claim that they have, they they have the the perfect take on Christianity. That they know the score, and that and these idiots, they are just kind of, well, I mean, they're not real Christians. Almost the suggestion is, and I, I I kind of think I don't believe that God. In insofar as I can know how God thinks, I don't think that He's um so petty <laughs> um
1: well i this i I've, gosh there's lots to say on that i i think i i think what's attracted me i've come to a confessional approach which which basically means there's a document that does a good summary of what the bible says that's held in common across a number of churches yeah. um, but that is rooted in the tradition um, later, I was. That's not where I was. And actually, what it's enabled me and and the, the spirit of the thing. And if you if you ever get time, read through the 17th century confessions. They're not partisan. And actually, the Baptist one is 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 all about um, a generous orthodoxy, where because we're looking at what the church has always taught. I think a friend of mine says if you think about the creeds and confessions, they're not primarily. This is my team. These are my badges. Um, The best spirit of them is that they're the commonplace notebook of the church. As we've been reading the scriptures as a church, as a universal church over the centuries, yeah. 1 Timothy's very clear that the Holy Spirit is act- absolutely engaged constantly with preserving the truth, enlightening the minds of, of the church and the readers. And there's a commonplace notebook. And right. so, and so uh, I... I yeah I've got there's lots to say on kind of church schisms and all those sorts of no, things. No we
0: shouldn't we, we, we I have I already I I've, I've opened a, a wormhole and actually we shouldn't <laughs> have gone down it because we're here to d- discuss psalm 22 or, although I, I believe that Catholics call it a different number do not they 23
1: um yeah I so they might do. I mean, there's a number of different numberings of the Psalms depending on, um, so, say, so for instance, I was only preaching on Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 the other day, and, um, older texts take them as one Psalm. So, you know, to some degree, the, um, there's that legend, isn't there, that the, the big numbers and the small numbers are put in to help, but sometimes you get some odd breaks because the guy doing it on horseback went over a lump. <laughs> and is that put right? The numbers in a different place. Yeah. Um, and so there are some different divisions of the Psalms. I'm not expert enough in the Hebrew at all to 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 be able to comment on that. But um, the Psalm 22, as you've described it, is an Everest, if not the Everest of the Psalms, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's it's got a very dramatic beginning. M- my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why yeah. are they so far from the words of my roaring? That's the the KJV hmm. version. Now, um, I when I started reading the Psalms, or yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't familiar with the Psalter, but but in the last couple of years, when I when I came over to Christ or whatever you you, you call what's what's happened to me, um, I read the opening line of Psalm twenty two, hmm. and I thought wow because i remember because i had a very like my gen many of my generation did particularly the privately educated ones we had a very very good scriptural foundation in our teaching you know mm. my prep school we were taught very well and then then it, so i knew the old the old testament um oh sorry the the, the new testament pretty thoroughly and, and 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 most of the the major old testament stories and i remember that christ on the cross says My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And I don't think, if I knew I'd forgotten it, Hmm. Um, that how remarkable it is that Christ is on the cross and he is quoting the Psalms. Yes. Now, that was like a, that was a, a sort of wow moment for me because what it meant was, if we accept, as Christians do, that Christ is the son of God, God's only son, that... Christ is, among other things, endorsing the Psalms. He's mm. endorsing pretty much the whole of the, the the Old Testament. You know, you know that how there's, there's there's some sort of there's a certain type type of Christian which says, well, the Old Testament's kind of you know that's the old stuff that the Jews are yeah, interested in. Yeah. We're yeah. New Testament. But what this does is it binds the Old and the New Testaments, and it, it's 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 Christ putting his in premature on the Old Testament because he's saying, well, my dad, God, you know this, is, he's the guy featured. In all these Psalms. And here I am quoting it. Yes. So it, it's, a, it's a lovely moment, yeah?
1: Oh, I think, I think it's wonderful. And, 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 and one of the things I was, I was looking through some notes. And I was thinking one of the things I hope we get to go after. Is exactly that. How Psalm 22 actually teaches us to read the Bible. Because if you think about it. What Christ is actually doing. In the extraordinary pain of crucifixion. And we can't ever understand that. And neither can we understand what it is to be under the wrath of God. He's teaching from the cross. He's teaching us how to understand what's happening. And his scripture is the Old Testament. Um, as he sings, as a, if you might say, from the cross, he quotes that line. And anyone who knows their Psalter, the whole psalm appears at that moment. Yeah. And it's a story. And actually, if you get the psalm in its context, it's a bigger story than just Psalm 22. So I, I had wondered if it, it, it to, to, to take that idea of how uh, how Jesus teaches us to read the Psalms. And it just isn't, I find it electrifying that the son of God dying on the cross teaches. And when you get into Psalm 22, you know what he's thinking about. And this, particularly in the second half, he's thinking about when he's going to be declaring his name and the name of the father in the congregation. So when he's hanging on the cross, we'll get to that in a moment. But when he's hanging on the cross, he's thinking about gathered Christians where he will be present speaking of all that has been achieved. That's what he's thinking of when he's on the cross. So he's thinking of you and me. So uh, the first thing you say is you're, you're grounding a scripture and just noting that f- for one, for, you know, a technical term, intertextual moment busts open a whole world of how the old and new testament relates and um and there you are thinking as a man in the tradition because that's that's not only how the early church fathers read because they got their doctrine of the trinity from the old testament given how you know the new testament shines light back on the old testament but also the new testament writers follow jesus in teaching the gospel from the old testament they do that i just as a like I'm, I'm a preacher, so I could just keep going on and on. so am yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it, Johnny. Yeah, okay, okay. Keep going. All right. Well, so I, I, I think that let so if we go to Luke 24 for a moment. This is this this will connect. I'll try not to go too okay. too too off plot, so I I lose track of where I'm going. All right, because yeah, that yeah. that's really one of them. So in Luke 24. Jesus has been raised from the dead and he's got and and uh, he appears and he does these mysterious appearances where nobody recognizes him until he decides you get it and there's these wonderful moments either he calls Mary and she goes oh he's not the gardener it's the risen lord yeah um or he breaks bread having taught these two disciples who were miffed they thought they say haven't you heard you know do you know you know sorry they're walking away from Jerusalem they the, the Christ has been crucified uh, they've heard that he's been raised from the dead, but they don't, they're not buying it. So they're wondering. So he joins them and says, oh, come on. What's what? What's the issue? Have you not heard? And then he says this. Verse 25 of Luke 24. And he said to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. That's a text that where Jesus tells you what the story of the entire Bible, Old and New Testament is about. It's about. The the Christ, so the one who comes in the line of David, the Messiah, you know, the Greek is Christ, the Hebrew is Messiah, the promised son of David who would suffer and then enter him into his glory. So what we should do then is go, okay, if that's how Jesus reads the Old Testament, that's how we should read the Old Testament and see how it points to that. And and then whenever you read that story, you say, "I, I would love to be in that Bible study where Jesus, before he broke bread, walked them through the whole Old Testament and showed how he's the silhouette in it, who then slowly gets filled out and then appears. And you're like, oh yeah. And the answer, the question, where's that Bible study? It is Luke's gospel. Because if you go back through Luke's gospel, in fact, the end invites you to go back to the beginning. You see all the Old Testament quotations. Luke built his case for who this one is. Think of the song of Mary. You have been you've been faithful to Abraham and to our forefathers. The sending of Jesus was faithful to promises to Abraham. It was faithful to promises to David. It was faithful to promises to Adam and Eve that there would be a serpent crusher. So and then you look at the New Testament writers and they follow Jesus. So if you read through Romans, Paul is writing, the Apostle Paul is writing to the churches in Rome. He's going to go and visit them. He wants to get support to go on on his missionary journey. Um, and they haven't met him before. So he basically sends a letter of his credentials and says, this is the gospel I preach. And he establishes it all from the Old Testament. So the right way to read the Psalms will be how does this help us understand who Jesus is so the idea that the Old Testament's for another religion yeah. and the New Testaments for us is not how the New Testament understands itself so just in terms of that that wonderful insight we and you and it's like um it's like the experience when you see those connections between texts of kind of an electrical circuit kind of connecting in in raw you know what I mean without without the <coughs> And you go, wow, I see a thing. And it's a moment of the Holy Spirit enlightening us. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah,
0: I, I, um, I was thinking uh, that I mentioned in a, in a previous podcast about Psalm 22 and about the fact that, that Christ, Christ quotes it on the cross. And I remember some atheist person um, mm. sort of angrily stating in the comments below that, that he'd read the text of psalm 22 and it had nothing to do with the crucifixion and i was thinking what I, I, I may tell all my bones they look and stare upon me they part my garments among them and cast lots yeah. upon my vesture what which part of the crucifixion does it, that not relate to no. i mean that's yeah. what the roman soldiers do isn't it they, yeah they and <laughs> when <laughs> Do you know when 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 was when was um Psalm written?
1: Um well it, it is it is a Psalm of David, so it's it's in the Davidic period and, and that that's also fascinating and interesting. So it's somehow and but it speaks to that very issue. You know that the the old all the scripture writers, the Old Testament ones in particular, often write beyond what they're understanding, and there's more meaning in the text than they even understood themselves. Psalm twenty-two is fascinating because if you get it in its context in book one, book one, the theme of book one really is the struggling Christ. I, I, I'll give you some key, keys to how the psalms are organized in a second, which is show that. But Psalm twenty-two. So there's a lot of there's a lot of psalms you can find likely background david escaping his son absalom for instance those sorts of things but psalm 22 breaks any account of david's experience it goes david had some awful experiences um and he wrote but but it speaks beyond anything we know historically happened to him actually um and it's why you know the older commentators say it's clearly talking he's clearly writing as a prophet here about something that's 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 coming down the line as it were Um i don't know it might be worth just putting it psalm 22 in its context because this is another one of, when i when i read about this this psalm 22 came alive for me um and i i keep going on about this book um the flow of the psalms Uh, do you know one of one of the sorry for those uh, not watching the flow of the psalms o palmer robertson you'll know you found it because it's got one of those typically bad front covers that christian publishers usually whack on things but he's got he he's very helpfully sort of coded up this a possible structure of the psalms and if you if you imagine he has this image and i i think it's a really persuasive one of of the the shepherd boy he's in israel He's up on the hills. He knows of the Davidic king. So you've got Israel established under the Old Testament covenant. You've got they're the people of Abraham under the law of Moses, under the the promised king or the, the king David, the Davidic king. And so they've got the whole story of Israel kind of there in front of them, as you were. But he, he's not literate, but he does know his Psalms and worship at the temple. And he sits there and he can work through, because he's memorized all the Psalms, the story of Israel actually and and it's a luther called it the psalms a, a bible within the bible so if that's the case if it's it, um apparently a palmer robertson points out um the, you you can see the psalms organized for memory so they're in five books people look at the book one fascinating things which zero in on psalm 22 so if you if you, if you indulge me for a moment i'll do the quick the, the quick tour All right. Mm-hmm. so we know psalm one and two the big gateway to the psalms and psalm 1 and 2 um if you if you think of psalm 1's a Torah psalm it's a psalm of the word are you one who lives by the word and delights in the word or are you with the you know what side are you on the seeds no, of the and then psalm 2 is the great christ is enthroned and god laughs from heaven and it's the it's the big spiritual v's if you like to the um uh, to the nations who rage against no. and and so and so, these two act like two pillars of the Psalms, and they really ask you what side are you on as you go into this songbook. And the Psalms always ask you that question. But it starts off. So Psalm, Psalm one and two do Torah and King, Torah and King, Torah and King are vitally important because that it you could go to, check it out later, folks, if you want to. But Deuteronomy seventeen. Deuteronomy 17, 18 to 20, Moses gives the rules for how a king will be will operate in Israel. And it's like, unlike any other king in any other place ever in the world. Because rather than the king writing laws, the the divi- the king in Israel is to write his own copy of God's law and sit under it. So king and law, king and word go together. So the Psalms kick off with king and word. And announce the kingship of Christ overall. Then you get into book one and Psalm three actually is a bit of a disappointment at that point because you suddenly find this, the king's not doing so well and he's on the run from Absalom and it's, and it's David and, and the king, the Christ, cause David's the Old Testament Christ is struggling. All the psal- the Psalms up to about Psalm 18 are struggling Psalms. Now Psalm 18 and 19, we're zeroing in on 22 are a Torah psalm and a King psalm. They're paired. They bookend. So Psalm 1 and 2, Torah, King. Psalm 18 and 19, King, Torah. It's again, they, they and then after that moment, so you, you think you're a shepherd boy. I know I've got a King and a Book psalm and then I've got some struggle psalms and I've got a King and a Book psalm and then the next psalms are about the triumphant King from struggle to triumph and you don't actually get the the phrase anointed mentioned at all from verse so the messiah as it were mentioned from um psalm 3 through to 17 it comes up for the first time again um in, in in 18, in, if you like, if you sung through, you just imagine the shepherd boy up on the hills. He sings through Psalm 1 and 2 and he's on an adventure because he's like God and his king are triumphant. The next episode is the king doesn't look so triumphant. But when I get to the next king and, and law psalms, I'm introduced to a triumphant king. And then you come to Psalm 20, 21, 22. It's the middle psalm. Try not to flip the bird. 23 and 24. Psalm 20 is the king about to go out. He's in the, um, he, his people are praying for him because the Israelites, as goes as it goes with the king, so it goes to the people. He's the man to fight for them. If he's faithful, it goes well and they basically get what he wins effectively. That's kind of how the kingship thing works. Psalm 21, so Psalm 20, he's like he's he's, he's on horseback, he's armoured up to the teeth, they're about to open the gates and he's going to go out and defeat the enemy. Psalm 21 is his return. And when he comes back, God is the the people celebrate. This is the triumphant king, the triumphant Davidic king. The uh, God, God himself runs out, as it were, to crown him. And this is the king that God delights in. So we've got Psalm 20 and 21 are the kingship of the Messiah. Now, just skip over Psalm 22. Psalm 23 and 24 are actually about the kingship of God and life under his kingdom. In the middle is Psalm 22, it's the peak of a pyramid and you know the the the, the Hebrew writings like to center the important thing in the middle so often. Mm-hmm. And the first half of first half of Psalm 22 is the suffering messiah. So we've gone from victorious messiah to suffering messiah. The second half from verse 22 onwards is the victory of God's the the Messiah now out of suffering, declaring the kingship of God. So it's a transition psalm. So the, the group of five, like a concept album, go the Messiah's kingship in victory through suffering brings about the God's kingdom in the second half, which he celebrates and in his resurrection will declare. And then in Psalm 23, you come, it, 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 as a Christian, you enter in through Psalm 22, and then you come under the kingship of the shepherd in Psalm 23, and then, and, and, and then you're away, as it were, in, into, into the, the, um, uh, living in the kingdom of God. So just, just as complete the idea, when Jesus quotes Psalm 22, line one, verse one from the, he's saying, I am that victorious king. Who rode out in victory? I am the King who brings about the glorious victory of God, and I did it by going through death, and that's what He sings from the cross. I find that extraordinary, but anyway, there we go. Sermon over. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, well, I, I thank you for that brilliant exegesis. Isn't it? Isn't it weird that the high point, as it were, of that of those those five psalms, the, the central moment is. Is actually this king, who is um, all they that see me shall laugh me to scorn. They yeah. they, 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 they shake the head. They, they shut the lip. They shake the head, saying he trusted on the law that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing that he delighted him. But I am a worm and no man. It, it, it's this, this wretched. By the way, what are the um, uh, the bulls of Bashan?
1: <laughs> i was worried you could ask me that and i are, think are, that's are they, are they,
0: is it the same bull that you see uh, on wall street and i saw in that elaborate satanic garden in um in singapore these balls seem to be and oh, the bull ring of course
1: in, that, that, in, that's in which, birmingham yeah. you
0: got and, <laughs> at the opening ceremony yeah. did you see that oh. yeah. I'm, probably not, I'm probably not doing that i'm probably doing them with my black country accent oh, but you. but <laughs> But the opening, the, the, Alistair Williams had a brilliant, a brilliant take on this on on the the Commonwealth Games opening in Birmingham, and they had okay. this giant bull.
1: Yes, I mean, no, I know, I know. The the symbolism of animals, lions, eagles, bulls, bears, and all sorts of things in the Bible is is is, is a fascinating topic. Um, I. The, to be i i can't remember and i'll send you a message if i can find uh, if if if, if uh, to get back to um get back to you on that i what is interesting though this is just an interesting thing on the site. is interesting that interesting things when um when you uh so verse verse 21 talks about you've rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen Oh yeah, I. I it, it's you know the unicorn my, thing, in, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the yeah, unicorn thing, yeah, yeah. No. So that's um, that's that that goes down well with the kids, particularly.
0: Well, um, it's, it's it's a great. I, I, I don't know what your version is, but but deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog, which is by by the way, a movie movie title, right? Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I mean, what crazy <laughs> crazy stuff, eh? It's whoa.
1: I, just, I, I, I I thought connected to you that the high point of the middle is is these extraordinary articulations of suffering yeah and the the psalms and I, you know Gab, I think Gavin um, Ashton did pointed this out as well that, that, that they are God's words given to us to say and and so as much as this is about Christ, they are also he's also they're, they're David. As the faithful Christian suffering, that he's the anti type, he, he's the type of Christ to come. He's the foreshadowing of Christ. Jesus reads these words and goes, "This shows me, as to his human nature, as it were, the Father's commitment to the Christ." So he knows the story as he's going through things. Here. But but also um, Psalm twenty-two, uh, I think it's verse twenty-two, is quoted in Hebrews. Where it says this, I'm so I'm reading from the ESV, it's the one I've got yeah. here. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And the, the thing that the writer to the Hebrews picks up in chapter two is the brothers bit. In other words, this he uses this phrase, this suffering man, as an argument for the incarnation, and also as a support for the struggling church who are also going through persecution to say he aligns himself with you. And so Psalm 22, as, as it, it describes suffering beyond what so many can, can it will experience or some, I mean, you know, in our slightly more comfortable situations, perhaps we won't experience something. Well, like let's this. hope Let's hope, but uh, I think it's coming. Um, but, uh. but we can take these words and, um, and sp- and speak them they are legitimized complaint against god in the silence that's a wonderful um uh, idea that we have taught to- we're told by the lord that we can say these things yes yeah
0: they are they're, they're a form of preparation aren't they they're, i think so uh, i mean that that's one of the reasons i've 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 started learning them why i recommend Learning them, that you, they inhabit you after a while, and the points you made at the beginning, when when better read Christians, let's say, well, one's better versed in the scriptures. The the people in the early church, they would have known the whole psalm. They wouldn't just see see one line, you know, and they weren't they didn't just pick handy quotes and forget the rest. They knew the whole context. I think. It is what's missing, one of the things that's missing from our age, isn't it? People are much less versed in the scriptures than than they were.
1: Yeah, here's just a a theory pops to mind. Uh, Let's go to the shepherd boy, Mm. you know. uh, He hasn't got a print text. And if you don't have a print text, you don't isolate verses in the same way, do you? You think in whole memorised pieces. What's fascinating is we have more print Bibles available to us in the West today than ever before. And when I let's go back to my if I go to the Westminster Confession, which was a standard for churches. The sad thing is that for many Christians, it's now not the standard for uh, um, the basics of the Christian faith just laid out. It's it's actually rather too technical. Now, I'm not sort of saying we all need to become intellectualist about it, but we have more access to the scriptures, but we don't know them as well. As the folks in the pre-enlightenment era did, yes, or they don't shape our thinking in the way, uh, in the totality of the scriptures, in the in the way that a text actually operates or or is verbalized on us. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't shape thinking in the same way. I I I liked um, Doug Wilson's point when I heard you did an interview with him, didn't you? And he pointed out that uh, the 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 Psalms are filled with enemies. <laughs> And so they do prepare. They do just get you thinking and enable to see the world as it really is. The nations are not happy with the worship of God. So they're doing something about it. And Christ, according to the second half of Psalm 22, is alive and well and is declaring his name and the name of the father. Every time the word is preached in the world and that's the clash that we're living through
0: by the way just a a random random thought that's cropped up there um i I don't know about you whether whether you're past this stage but but as a kind of new sort of proper Christian, i'm i'm okay i've got the faith element Mm. but i'm always looking for extra things you know extra bits of proof like sort of doubting thomas like things that show Show the divine, the supernatural element in all this, and I, and, and I, I cited one—you know—the the connection between Christ on the cross and the Old Testament. Which yeah. kind of seems to me that this this um, stuff is 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 real. Um, and I've completely forgotten the point I was going to make there. We, um, looking for
1: other evidence. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I
0: know what it, I know what it was. Yeah, yeah. How do we how do we know? I'm, I think one has to ask these guys. I, I, I'm I'm not one of those trust the plan Christians. I'm not one of those, I'm not, I I really resent the ones who say, well, you mustn't intellectualize, you know, this is what it says, and, and, and you you know, I want to think about this stuff, because I think it's really, really, really interesting. (laughs) And when I'm sometimes asking myself, well, just as a kind of playing devil's advocate here, how do you know that the Christians are right. Maybe, maybe the Gnostics are actually, you know, onto something. Maybe the Christians are just, just like idiots or, or, or maybe, you know, maybe Buddhists got it right. And, and, and we're just, yeah. a, or maybe it's some kind of, and I think, come on in dog. One of the biggest tells for me is those enemies you mentioned in the song. If Christianity were, were just a kind of, uh, a, a, a misdirection as it were Mm. um why do all the bad guys in the world hate it more than anything else yeah why do the why do the rulers of the darkness of this world particularly focus on christians that seems to me the biggest tell of all that if 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 what we believed in was not a threat was not powerful was not the word of god then i don't think they'd be interested in us in the way that they are but they're constantly seeking to undermine us and destroy us above all else
1: Oh I, yeah, I completely and Jesus, Jesus said that would happen, didn't he? I mean so he, he, if they persecute me they'll persecute you and we become Christians become the lightning rod for people's anger against against God. Just at just at a personal level, I mean I've not encountered anyone wanting to deck me, but I but, you know um but but there is something about when you not not because you're living some super duper holy life, but because it, 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 look, pastors often have the experience um uh, of of being with somebody not saying a single word and then hearing later that that person just felt judged by them or something like that <laughs> you know this is some
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, this, this yeah is you've how- been
0: judging me johnny don't Did stop you, it just a- stop it right now bastard <laughs> <laughs> you
1: judge <laughs> <Judgy> judging judging <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but, uh, but uh, on the i uh, uh, I th- I think I think you're absolutely right. I, I mean the, the the on the question of how do we there's just multiple lines of how how do we know anything's true? There's there's all sorts of different aspects of that, isn't there? There's the lived experience of something consistently working out. There's it's something stacks up philosophically. Uh yep. the evidence is there and also other people's behavior. If something's not real um some, it, it doesn't it can't act in the world on its Terms can it you know so if if I went out and believed simply that I was I I could I, I could become gas and walk out in front of a bus, that's clearly not real. I'll get whacked by the bus. The, well, the, the maybe may, if got to the up. right
0: level of operating thetan in Scientology, or <laughs> if you, or if you. If you do what do what thou wilt, should be the whole of the law. If 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 maybe you did the sort of the the Babylonian mystery ceremonies. I might leave
1: my body behind. Well, you might. But do you do you think that's what that, that that's how Tom Cruise jumps off so many things. Um he's uh, he's you know act, what? I, he's trying to get gassy.
0: I, I think the Tom the Tom Cruise rabbit hole is not one we should go down here. No 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 I no no it's no very, it's, it's a very deep rabbit hole and, and 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 I think probably the the person at the bottom actually is a horned rabbit, a horned rabbit. Um, yeah yeah I'm afraid so yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. Um, anyway where were we sorry <laughs> you were talking about the turning into gas and, and oh yes I mean,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that thing on the hoof illustration of something that, yeah. that if something if something's real yeah. and true it acts in the world whether we like it or not if something's a fiction the yeah. world will not respond to it inconsistent with with the fiction so if I think I can just walk through a bus the bus is going to respond to me not by the lie but by the truth and so if the Lord is present and active speaking through his word his spirit goes out the people are sharing his word they're being brought from darkness to light from uh, dead in sins to alive in Christ that's actually happening and the Bible describes a counter offensive a counter mission if that's true, you'll see the countermission, won't you? That'll be one way in which it declares itself to be true. And isn't there a countermission? Yeah, funnily enough, one of the one of the
0: one of the the, the staging posts of, on my journey to Christianity was I almost ca- uh, came at it from the position of the devil is real, hmm. the, and he walks among us. Therefore, God is real, and Christ is real, huh. and that because. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a way, it's easier to to if you're looking for sort of um, evidence in the earthly world, you're really going to see a lot more work of the devil, um, particularly in,
1: in these times. And it... yeah, I, uh, it, I this connects. It, 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 it is hard being a Christian, isn't it? When when you you're given a, a view uh, by faith. Behind the veil, to see that evil is more evil than you ever expected it to be, God is more glorious uh, and and in that sense terrifying to the evil than we ever expect Him to be. And so, I I, you know I think this is revealed in um one of the fascinating things about Mark's Gospel. Let's just go to Mark's Gospel for a moment. Is it? There's not a whole lot of demon chat before you get to the New Testament. There's there's stuff there, right? But when um, when Jesus comes as the new Joshua and Joshua was meant to cleanse the land in the Old Testament, you know, the old he was supposed to lead. Moses didn't get to go into the land. Joshua was supposed to cleanse the land of the serpent, effectively, of like Adam was supposed to cleanse the garden of the serpent of 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 the demonic and the rest of it. And, And that's what Joshua was supposed to do. Now, he didn't do that. And that was a unique thing for Israel that they were kind of an instrument of God's judgment. And so The false religions, the satanic religions remained in the land. Well, then Jesus shows up. He's declared to be the son of God. He's 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 faces down Satan. And in Mark's gospel, you get a shorter account of the of, of the temptation. But that's because actually it's kind of inviting you to read it across the whole body of Mark's. Satan's there all the way through in this sense because you get the demons. Now, Jesus comes into the land and reveals, tears open what's really going on. Behind the scenes and demons are coming out of people and, and he he exposes what's under the bonnet, as it were, and goes and, and, and acts like a Joshua, not kicking out the Romans, but expelling the demons. And showing that the showdowns with Satan and, and what is the gospel? Well, one way of describing the gospel apart from the substitutionary atonement of Christ is that he came to break and destroy the works of Satan. And that bit, I think in my early Christian days, sort of f- different to you, actually, I didn't contemplate that strong enough. I was more, wow, my sins are forgiven. And I've slowly walked into. The devil is more than just a personal kind of, do I do I feel tempted to do something naughty right now, but actually has a bigger plan. I, it's fascinating that you came in, as it were. Oh, no, there's awfulness and we yeah. need a saviour in that way. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, I do you know what I sometimes feel because I, I, a lot of Christians I know have come to it having been kind of. Oh, having had tremendous sort of personal suffering to do with addictions and things like right, that. Right, okay. Like they were smack addicts or something, or they were really booze addicted. And I know that that Jesus particularly likes, you know, tax collectors and publicans <laughs> and, and people like that. And I feel that I'm starting from a disadvantage <laughs> um, in... <laughs> In that I feel a bit of a, a bit of an imposter, but but and I I do worry about I I've talked about this a bit before. I I really feel like I've been given a mission, okay. by by God, and, and 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 this book I'm writing, which I I keep failing to, uh, uh, I keep being distracted by stuff. I keep wanting to talk about that about my journey about the about the you know how even yeah, yeah. though recently I'd, I've i sort of you know got into all this stuff that actually if looking back at my life I realized that this is you know God had it all planned out actually and yeah. put these yeah. these um these staging posts are, are, are on the way and then I worry to myself well hang on a second isn't that a terribly arrogant thing to, to do because i don't i don't, I don't I mean i don't feel arrogant i mean i don't feel like i'm better than other people i just feel that this is kind of the job i've been given and i'm i'm, I'm grateful for it i don't i don't but i but i do i do worry you know how you have these niggling doubts which which, which other christians are very good at encouraging like saying you know you're not a proper christian you know you're a
1: yeah okay.
0: so-called christian you claim yeah
1: <laughs> so you mean doubts about the, about the mission or, or no doubts about no. the conversion? No, you've got no, no doubts no, about no, no, the no, no, I don't
0: have any of that. No, 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 no. What I mean is what I, what I mean is that, that I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel, and I, and, I, and maybe I shouldn't, that, that I am going to go to heaven. That I, I, that I, I, I don't have that. I don't beat myself up as much as I should about how sinful I am.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, is that because you're trusting Christ and he's done the work well, yeah, I do. for you. Yeah. yeah. So 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 I mean I you know Luther says some dangerous things to some ears, doesn't he? But you know he he has this sort of going and, and this isn't a command but he says get the, the gospel is so securing because Christ has as the better David he has by his works, his completing of the law, his undergoing punishment and his being rewarded. There's wonderful passages in Isaiah about how the father will reward the son. We are co-heirs. So and he says he won't lose any of those that the father's given him. And so Luther's like, OK, go and sin a bit and just see <laughs> what the devil does. Absolutely can't touch you. Because the devil, you know, one of his favourite things is to is the accuser, isn't it? He likes to he's to stand in the presence of God uh, and and will and go well. Look, look at the list of things that person did. Surely they can't possibly stand. And what happens? Will the person? We will be when when judgment day comes. The person who's trusting the Lord Jesus Christ will show up to court dressed in a resurrected, glorified body. That's the right stuff to show up to court in. The folks that have not trusted in the death and resurrection of Jesus and have sidelined that, and I don't need that, will show up dressed in their own sins. And that's not the right stuff to show up to for it to go well with you in court on that final day.
0: Yes. Yes. I, but don't you think we're cheating a bit? I mean, don't you think we have an unfair advantage? I mean- <laughs> what, you, what, because of Jesus?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I Please write the book. <laughs> Jesus gave me an unfair advantage. I, that I that would I'd love to give that away to uh, but unbelievers who want to know what the offer is.
0: Um, well, I you know I I just look at I look at the other side, and I think however you've rationalised things to yourself. I mean, however long you think you can extend your life hmm. through the use of adrenochrome and so on. Yeah, um, it's not very long compared with eternity. <laughs> you, no. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're really making you've made a very bad choice there yeah and I, I don't understand it you know however tempting i mean i can't imagine there's a there's a temptation okay so maybe if somebody were to offer me 80 years of really solid hunting mm-hmm. as a master of foxhounds with a with a succession of really good horses that would be that you know that would be yeah, the, the most mortal man could ever hope to you know the, yeah. the, the ultimate happiness. Yeah, but that it, would still only be eighty years. Well, and and also Oi, off the bed. Hang on, o- off that. Hang on, wait a second. Oh, off that bloody <laughs> bed now. Nah. Sorry, was that, take, was that the dog? Dog taking the Mickey. there. you the... know you're not allowed up there.
1: Right, I, but I also think it's it would be ultimately unsatisfying anyway. Even beca- and here's why, it, it, because. Um, paul says to uh in act 17 to um to the aeropagus all the philosophers uh, he quotes one of their own poets in about the god in whom we have our being and our movement what you enjoy about the hunt all the yeah. great wonderful things can be dated back indexed back to the glory of god the power of i mean you know you can wax lyrically but the power of horses the kind of the, yes the, you know it's all it's all actually what consummates that joy is actually in the one who designed the whole thing yeah for that in the first place and so so if if if, if we love some aspect of life whether it's hunting whether it's art whether it's whatever and um, y- you want to pursue what is in it and in it is the one Well, Jesus says in in John 17, this is eternal life, that they may know the one true God and the one whom you sent. And he's the creator of the world. And so our personal happiness, our souls are designed and hardwired to be fulfilled in gazing upon the risen, glorified Christ. That's what Jesus says is the point of life. And all of creation, when you know that, all of creation is a refraction of aspects of God's glory and all the experiences we have in it. And so why would you want 80, 100 or even two years of doing something where you've kind of taken the absolute core and source of the joy out of the thing because you denied it before you even showed up to the hunt? That's nuts.
0: Yeah, you're you're, you're right. Absolutely. It, It is uh, yeah I, I occasionally get people saying well, I would support James Dellingpole, but but he, he, he participates in this cruel and nasty sport, you know. And I'm kind of thinking that's not. I'm not in it because I hate foxes. I'm in it because I love foxes. I'm in it because I love horses. I'm in it because I love the people, and because I love the countryside. I'm in it because I love the camaraderie. I'm in, yeah. in it because I I love the the, the thrill and the the, the the camaraderie and the shared danger and the conversation and all these things are ultimately as you've suggested, aspects of God, of the the divine. They are about celebration of of this world that he's created for us.
1: And you're enacting the role of Adam is vice regent in the sense. He's given the task of stewarding creation. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't wind up in some whacked out environmentalism where we basically say nature rules us. No, no we conduct we manage and steward nature as as creatures who are in the image of god who have a soul and and say that's how we conduct ourselves in the world and there's joy to be found in that yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: um yeah i i i do find it the, the
0: psalms are a very very good way of of learning how to live your life like mm. like like a rule book i mean yeah starting with with um, with Psalm one, you know, blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. And then it then it lays out for you all the the good things that happen to you when you when you live out the good life, and you get these phrases coming to mind, which are really really useful mm. in understanding the world and dealing with it. You know, probably probably the best of all is. Uh, it is better to trust in the Lord than put any confidence, any confidence in man. Um,
1: yes, it, or in or in princes. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or in or in princes.
0: Yes, and yeah. and you, so so suddenly, it frees you of any obligation to take seriously anything that anyone famous says or anyone in politics says, or because they're all <laughs> don't put any confidence in them.
1: Well, no, and and I I, I think that. Um, I know personally what I've had to do over the last you know everyone's been on a well not everyone's been on a journey the last three years but more have to um is to is to not just read those at a surface level and go well of course I'm not in the end going to trust in Beyonce or something like that do you know what I mean that's that's good advice That's good advice I should but I should just calm down my fandom a little bit It's, it's it's not it's the problem is not that God wasn't saying, you know, you're all just a little bit too much into fill in the blank. Uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, we we deeply set these folks up to set the terms of engagement in life, to set our our metaphysical view. I mean, what have Disney been doing for years? They've been giving us a metaphysics that says you can be whatever you like um and it's been transhuman from the beginning you can sw- you know brother bear used to do my head in because it the fella ends up as a bear and that's kind of okay you know there's a this this the 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 celebrity world tells sells us a view of reality uh, and and a um so it goes it goes deeper doesn't it than just a maybe i'm a little bit too much into and i think christians need to start i think the 17th century i'm a bit of a fan of those guys it was a bit of a high point of theological thinking we're prepared to say there's more going on behind leadership and behind those who are thought leaders than just some slightly naff ideas and some slight, you know, problems that Christians might get swept up in. And um, there's um there's, some, there's something sinister.
0: Well, well, yeah. Uh, um, I mean that it's it, it's it's it is the big reveal, isn't it? When you when you realise that um, the god of this world
1: is Satan. Yeah, and and that he blinds the eyes of people from seeing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: I, I, it's. Although one gets cross with the people who are on the on the wrong side because they're doing all sorts of terrible things, you wonder how many of them are even aware that where who who it is they're serving.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I <laughs> there's I just as a pastor you 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 have um you know you have christians who are kind of at the very very milk stage and the, the new testament acknowledges that those who are on milk and those who are moving towards meat um and um and 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 across the church you'll have you'll have folks who who may stay at the kind of very milk drinking stage for 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 quite a long time um uh so so within god's gracious in that because it's all on christ's work um you have people at various levels of understanding within within the church i think just to come back to psalm 22 for a moment the second half
0: why not well well well, only
1: only just to stop us despairing so much you know because because and it's because of psalm 22 that you don't despair because jesus is saying you know so from verse um verse 21 you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. This is the ESV. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you who uh, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob glorify him. Um, so so as he's hanging there on the cross and it's the darkest moment in human history, because yeah. here it's humanity is conspired to crucify uh, the son of God. Yeah. yet it's all in his plan and he's on the cross already contemplating the victory and that he will be by his spirit proclaiming the gospel um and there will be people who are coming the f- the first move is to go from well to realize they're in darkness and to to come to Christ who is the light to move from um uh judgment to to, to forgiveness that that's the project that the the sun is on as it were um and 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 that brings people then on the christian journey into beginning to well in ephesians 5 expose the deeds of darkness and various callings that people have in different aspects of the christian life um as we engage with the world but but it all comes from that the resurrected christ is perfecting his bride, calling people in um, and um, declaring his name every Sunday in a gathered congregation where the word is proclaimed, Christ is present and he's speaking. That's the exciting counter mission. As much as folks need to wake up to the reality of Satan, they also need to wake up to the extraordinary counter mission against Satan. And where do you see it? You actually see it. In the preaching and teaching of the word in the gathered congregation on a Sunday, because Jesus says in Psalm 22, he will be there. That's a, uh, that 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 gets me very excited.
0: Yes. The the final line, they shall come and they shall declare the righteousness of the Lord unto a people that shall be born that he yeah. had done this. So, yeah, it's you, you're right. It's, it's I mean, it's uh, of all the Psalms. It's got to be the one that condenses the most. Into the shortest space because it's everything,
1: isn't it? Oh, I, yeah, and I think if you take Psalm twenty-two and twenty-three, if that's all you could have, you'd have the gospel and the Christian life, um, yeah. and, and 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 wonderfully so, wouldn't you? I mean, that's that's the um, it, all that Satan can do through all of the crazy world organizations and the rest of it. He cannot stop the Son of God calling people to himself and establishing his church yeah it's just unstoppable
0: it's i would say i've 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 learned quite a few of the psalms now i would say it's not a fun psalm um it's it's it, it's, it, it it's quite heavy every time i say it um it feels like a kind of a pretty I wouldn't say an ordeal, but yeah, it is an ordeal to a degree. But it's mm. it's a pretty tough journey. There are other psalms which are just like they're great, and they're just like you, 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 they 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 cheer you up. And um, I mean, Psalm ninety-one's a good one for going to war against you know going out into the world. And Psalm one hundred and eighteen is a really really good way to start the start the day. Uh, but but you are living Christ's passion. And did you did you ever um, see that? Podcast with the guy who specialises in in the the Turin Shroud and
1: talking about no no I haven't caught up with that one no 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 worth looking up he
0: goes into great detail at one point um, about wound analysis uh, blood analysis and 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 the he the, the, the 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 shroud bears the imprint. Of all the different stages of the crucifixion, including the run-up where the crown right. of thorns and yeah. and they exp- this person explains in di- okay one of the one of the, the the sort of marks is is I think from where Christ collapses hmm. under the weight of the cross yeah, on okay. the way as as he on the way to Golgoth- Golgotha, and. Um, it really brings it home to me Are you, i mean it's sometimes i think a lot of us don't really think about just how bad crucifixion was that that that, that it the, the romans were masters of cruelty yeah and they spent years well centuries indeed refining torture and as i understand it crucifixion was the worst way to kill someone
1: and uh, yes i i and the um and they turned, they basically turned you into a billboard. I mean, that's, they, they stuck you on the road so that other people got the message, don't do what this guy just did while you're writhing in agony. I mean, it was, a, it was a, a absolutely designed for maximum public and personal effect. And I, I think you touched on something important here but it, from within my tradition, which would be broadly evangelical conservative Christianity. There has been. I don't want to have a pop-up my fellow brothers and sisters, but there has been a, when you get to, t- when you get to Easter and you're teaching on the crucifixion, yeah. folks tend to say, oh, the gospels don't major on the gore. They major on the spiritual aspect. And, and you've got to say, so, so if you have a sermon where somebody describes crucifixion and goes through the suffocation and all yeah. the, and all the different things, um, some folks feel a little bit like and this is from you know the the well-meaning believers who go well you know the text doesn't say that because they're quite we're about the text and the text only and not the reality behind the text, um and and really the appeal shouldn't be on the kind of the emotional level of that it should be look, he's going through the wrath of god now i don't know what it's like to go through the wrath of god um but crucifixion i mean given that you know, the Lord could have designed it some other way, but he he uh, Romans talks about Romans chapter three talks about how the father offered up the son. John chapter 10 says the son lays down his life. The father and son and Holy Spirit chose crucifixion um as an image of something. Um, as an image of going through the wrath of God, and the first readers of the Gospel would have known what crucifixion was. They wouldn't have had to go into great detail to describe it. And so, I think just that it says he was crucified isn't being minimalist. And don't look here; it's the PG version. It's telling you, if you have ears to hear, what on earth was happening. And Psalm 22 gives you so much of the of of the grief and the what is going through the mind of Christ. As he's hanging there, and and that's you know, what I was going to ask you was if your experience. It's it's a tough psalm to read aloud and go through, but what is your experience of the turning point in verse twenty one, verse twenty two, when the rescue comes? Is there a kind of a release yes. moment? Oh, of of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where well, well,
0: it goes, you I mean? I I would declare uh, thy name unto my brethren, in the midst of the congregation, yeah. will yeah. I praise thee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's once you've got past the uh, deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog, save me from the lion's mouth, but thou hast heard me from the, the horns of the unicorn. So after that plea moment, yeah, suddenly it all starts going right. And you see the fulfillment of, of all these these scriptural prophecies. Um, and, and, and it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it's lifting um, all. <clears throat> um all they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. It's wonderful. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before before him. I think. Um, I, I, a non can keep alive his own soul. Presumably that means you know, without God we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, is, I mean, it, I mean, it's got it. Even even if that text is saying something different, that is correct doctrine. Even if it might be from the wrong text, but the, but that's true. But it, the, the what the it's interesting if you go through the new testament you find the statements that become part of the apostles creed the um the kind of the essentials of the gospel if you like there is a down and up structure to the gospel um there's all the gospels begin with the with the down that the the one who is the word of god takes on flesh the one who is god coming to us Takes on flesh, so this is the down, and this is what, so the reform tradition. We've all talked about, and because it, it's just a reiteration of the tradition before the 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 humiliation of Christ, including his taking on human flesh and becoming one of us and suffering amongst us. And Hebrews, dwell, you know, re-mages on this, and then his going through death, and then being lifted up in resurrection, and then ascension. And that down and up structure is is all the way through the Bible, even from Eden and coming down because it was a mountain place sort of down. And then Moses going up the mountain and those, and those sorts of things. Even the temple structure um, is um, that the, the, the temple sacrifices were a down and up kind of of motif. And Psalm 22 gives you the experience of that in reading it doesn't it it kind of it takes you to the heights as you've gone through christ's humiliation and then exaltation yes
0: i was just just going back on a point you made about um uh people saying to you well let's not dwell too much on the the horrors of the crucifixion because blah but it seems to me that unless you understand and dwell on The horrors of the the crucifixion which 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 psalm 22 captures very well you know Mm. my heart is like wax Mm. it is melted in the midst of my bowels um you know i mean this is horrible um that unless you oh no you've frozen put yourself in the position of christ you've been sent down Um, to earth to take the take the the, live like an ordinary human and you know that you are going to die the most horrible death imaginable and there were those moments those really touching moments just in, you know after he's he's come to jerusalem okay, and, I'm and you, you can see you know god do i really have to do this god kind of thing he's 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 a bit <laughs> whenever i do Podcasts on the subject of of Christianity, there's always, you know, that that Satan is the prince of the air, which p- presumably encompasses um, <laughs> some
1: t- command of electronical yeah, 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 definitely p- um,
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, well, the, the the point I was making before before we got cut off um, was that, and I, yeah, you know, I. Just uh, let me remonstrate again with those of those in your church who, who who say, "Well, you know, if it's not in the Bible, we shouldn't think about these." Things. I mean, th- that's just the bare bones, and then you, f- you 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 fill it out using your your imagination and your understanding of, of 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 various things. So okay, so Jesus is is God's only Son. He gets sent down to Earth uh, and becomes incarnate. Of the virgin mary becomes becomes a human to all inter- because otherwise it wouldn't matter if he didn't become human what mm. he did would would not matter because you know if he's just a god a manifestation of god and it's just like he doesn't feel pain and he doesn't doesn't have our hopes and fears and stuff it's not his sacrifice doesn't mean much does no, it so it's
1: not the sacrifice of one of us as it. no
0: were. exactly so so jesus comes down and he knows because he's the son of god um because it is written that he is going to suffer the worst death you can suffer. Hmm. And there are those very touching, almost unbearably touching scenes in the Bible, in the the new Testament where he comes to Jerusalem and he's saying, do I really have to go through? You you can remember the bits where where he said, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The the prayer in the garden of Gethsemane, the um, not my will, but yours and the submission there. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And uh, you, part of him is is going, look, God, Dad, can't, can't you give me a, le- give me, you know, le- isn't isn't somewhere we can get round this, because you know, know. he knows he, he, yeah. he knows, uh, and and he's known it all his life. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, do do you, do you think he? Do, we we don't know much about the young Jesus. Um, I was gonna. I I I, I once. <laughs> Had this great idea, idea for a TV series for kids about young Jesus coming with his
1: uncle
0: Joseph. Is it what well, Joseph Was his uncle or yeah? Well, some thought about that, isn't it yeah. yeah, I'm not coming, quite sure. Coming to England uh, and and, okay. uh, and 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 young Jesus sort of battling out and the, and the devil's trying to put all these things in his way, and you know you've got dragons and you've got Romans and you've got all <laughs> sorts of. You know, I, think yes. be, I think it'd be a really great great series. Like, um, you know, better than better than um, that uh, Merlin series. You know, it's just, just like <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. Can we assume that for, for all of his thirty three years, um, Jesus would have been aware this is how he's going to end up? It must have been quite a
1: quite a burden to bear. Do you not know think? Yes, I'm. It is interesting that the the Bible doesn't give us, you know, no. you get you get this moment of t- sort of 12 years old where he says, I'm about my father's business. Yeah, yeah. You also get the idea that as to his human nature, of course, he grows in understanding. And you have him learning from the scriptures um, as to his human nature, because, you know, he's although I mean, th- this gets into the, the mystery of the two natures of Christ, although he is God incarnate. And so the entire mind of God is present. Bo- it, it, in Christ as to his human nature. He doesn't access that because the human mind can't absorb the, um, the mind of God. So, so he, so that's why there's moments where he says, I don't know as the Christ, the, the time or day, you know, and, and some people then sort of try and challenge whether he's the son of God as a result, because they don't know how the two, the two natures work. But um, there's, there's, there's been lots of speculation on this. How did Jesus understanding of his mission and purpose develop what we'd certainly know in the three the three years that the gospels cover is he keeps telling his disciples I'm going to be handed over um, by the elders and by the chief priests and I'm going to be lifted up to die. And I think, and then and because because the Psalms are his prayer book and he knows the story of the Christ and how this is going to work because it's there in the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it, it just underlines. Uh, he he went and in John 6, fascinating text where he says the father, basically the father sent me all who the father calls will come to me and I will raise up all those that he's given me. So at that point he knows he's come to rescue a people um and how does he bear the burden uh, coming back to psalm 22 psalm 22 can be read as a christian um following the pattern of the christ that that it's prayer it's it's prayer and dependence on god even in the silence and he's the archetypal it, this it doesn't make it it doesn't make it easy for him because he's He's the son of God, and he's got sort of a bit of a leg up, as it were. Um, and Psalm twenty-two is quoted in Hebrews at exactly the points where it says he suffered that he might be a. Um, uh, it, it's repeated what so that it's quoted in 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 Hebrews two, and the same theme is there in Hebrews four that he's as our high priest, able to because he was incarnate, suffered, suffered. Uh, living through the world under sin and the curse of sin and under the law and then going through the wrath of God, he knows what it is to suffer as a human. And so therefore he can sympathize with us and 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 support us. Um, I've slightly lost where I was going with that. Um, but so, so I, I, yes, okay. So, so as he looks at the Psalms, he sees the repeated model of the Christ, because that's what the Psalms tell us, Trusting in God, even when God is silent at that moment, and that's that. The opening to Psalm twenty-two is that, isn't it? Yes. The people have trusted you. I've I've been with you from the beginning, from yeah. the, my mother's womb, mm. um. But you, but you're not answering. Yeah. And 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 so that's gone through Jesus' head. So he he is sustained. As, as to his human nature, by his fellowship, by his relationship with the Father, which takes these moments in and goes through these moments of you're not answering. Yet it's fascinating text in John 16, Jesus says, You will all depart from me, but my Father's with me. So even on the cross, the Father is with him, but not rescuing him from going through the wrath. Um, and so the encouragement there is, Whatever suffering comes our way, according to Romans chapter five, where Paul says all affliction is a tool, essentially, in the hands of God to grow us in hope. How will we follow the pathway of Christ? You look at Psalm 22 and as a Christian, when you're going through suffering and struggling and you're not getting an answer to prayer, you keep banging the door because an atheist isn't going to do that. You know, you don't keep banging the door if you don't think anyone's there. But you do if you trust if you're if, if if you trust that the Father hears and will bring uh, the rescue when he's determined to. So um that's all to say the the sufferings of Christ the sufferings of Christ give us a model and not he's not like a superhuman. He gives us a model for how we can also go through sufferings, precisely because he really did suffer. Yes,
0: yes. It's th- there are definitely aspects of being a Christian which I feel not hundred percent happy about. One of them is the business of forgiving your your enemies, you know, and and loving your you know <laughs> praying for the people who who are most horrible, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. but martyrdom. It, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking I want to be cut in in half with a wooden saw or crucified or, you know, I'm not sure if I were being toasted on a griddle, I would have the grace to say, yeah, right. I've toasted enough on one side. Turn me over now and toast me on this side. Or, or indeed if I were chucked into the arena with the lions, I'm not sure I, I wouldn't be just be, well, shitting myself and just sort of like running away. Yes. No,
1: I've often thought that do you know, I'll I tell you what I lean on this. And this is a, this is there's a little bit of theology here, but there's also just the testimony of saints. So, um, I remember, you know, you know, the famous idea Corrie Ten Boom, you know, her story. And she, she, she her family um, hid Jews and um, then they're caught and then they they, they go off to the um, uh the concentration camps and her sister dies there. And, that. but sh- she tells the story of how she used to say to her dad. So they're believing family. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'll cope. And he said, he's got this famous line where he said, well, you don't get the ticket until you need the train. And so I don't think right now I have the grace to get through a martyrdom experience. Yeah. But when it comes, I I'm, I'm looking for the ticket. If it comes, I don't, I don't know if, I'm looking for the ticket to arrive. And then you see Stephen getting stoned in the old-fashioned way with the heavy stuff that kills you um, in um, in Acts, and it reports that he sees heaven opened and he's welcomed in. And then you know there is the story of Nate Saint and the um, the folks who were trying to take the gospel to I forget the island; it's probably Papua New Guinea. My the, I can't find the file in my head right now. And um, and and they land the plane and they get they get speared. And now the people that speared them are believers, and they testify that as they were spearing, they heard a strange song coming from the hills. And it's fascinating. You can follow the you follow the the testimony. Up. They then heard the song many years later, and it was Christian hymns. They te- they believe they heard angels singing. So I I I bank on this that okay. if I get martyred, the Lord is showing up. He's singing me into heaven. And I'm going to have some supernatural ability to get through that moment and enter into into eternal life.
0: That would be good. And if you're if you're St. Sebastian, you get to appear in so many, so many fantastic paintings, don't you? (laughs) I mean, you do get memorialized pretty well. Um, Yeah,
1: I I, I often. God, sorry.
0: Do you? what do you think happens i mean do you think there is a hierarchy do you th- i mean it, it seems to me that, that 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 what the earth is a kind of is a sort of representation of what happens happens in heaven so that must mean you know you've got god as the king with jesus at his right hand mm. um, do you reckon that martyrs must get a get a place at the heart you know they're on the top table aren't they
1: um i I, so they're there aren't they around around the throne asking when O lord and they're told when the full quota of the martyrs come in and there are rewards in heaven proportionate to the works that christ has called you to do and that's another thing that I I think certainly in my experience of evangelicalism, there hasn't been a lot of teaching on because we all want to rightly emphasize justification by faith alone. Not to say that you then don't have to, that the the, the spirit doesn't then enable you to live an increasingly good life. But but the, the, the saints will be arrayed. According to Revelation, the church will be arrayed. What will the church, the bride of Christ, be dressed in? But the good deeds of the saints. Now, those will have been done through the power of the Holy Spirit, and so Christ will crown His own achievements through us. But there will be different rewards. Nobody's going to be disappointed. So there is a there is a teaching about about the rewards that the Lord will give us, and the some somebody I, I know I really appreciate his teaching pointed out that the the apostles we don't we still have apostles today in this sense that the 12 including paul are alive and well and they actually do rule the church from heaven through their word by which christ speaks through because the word is what governs the church um and so so we still have so the the, the apostles do get a rank above us as it were yeah. and they have a function um but but again i, I see, i'm i'm a, i'm an evangelical in 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 my kind of that's what the the, the, the branch the church i came into and i think we're pretty so speaking for that. pretty thin on our reading of revelation when it comes to the architecture of the uh, heavens and the new creation so these yeah. are these are things i need to go and look at
0: yes yes uh, i i mean just going back to the psalms briefly well maybe maybe not briefly um i'm struck by some of the sheer weirdness that appears in the psalms that, hmm. that, that that christians you know the trust the pan christians i i referred to who don't want to delve too deeply they sort of skate over i mean look there is so much stuff that we don't understand isn't there even the, the, well I think the, so, yeah the deal that happens when you die when you're reborn how does it work what are the rules what you, uh, and it, it, these are questions that I, I feel that are not properly discussed or or, 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 or thought through um, that and, and that you'll you'll get I mean when I when I go through some of the other psalms and and mm. and talk about I mean I mean psalm 19 for example is fantastic is 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 fantastically weird the, the um the, the oh yes the sun okay. coming coming forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber and you know i'm i'm wondering whether there's sort of some some sort of indication that that about the nature of the the, the firmament and stuff and about the okay. you know i think we're, we're almost approaching flat earth the the, the cosmology yeah. of the psalms is and i do you know what johnny i i trust the psalms Mm. I really trust the Psalms. Uh, I don't trust, uh, I I don't trust modern, I I trust the Psalms more than I trust modern medical science, uh, or any form of modern science, actually. I trust the Psalms more more than I trust history. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, yes, because it keeps getting proven true. And there's a wonderful, uh, rich set of resources, aren't there, that that is filling the internet with um, with. People assuming biblical history is correct, and then discovering that makes a darn sight better um, uh, uh, account of 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 the of the archaeology we have. Psalm nineteen, I can tell you how the Reformed tradition handle it, and the Reformed yeah. tradition. So you're thinking fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth century. There, there, um, the post Reformation folks. There, so Calvin's just after. He's the second generation Reformation, um, and they are reading. If you read their commentaries. They're reading with Augustine. So they're not going poo-poo Catholics. They actually claim that they're... So they're they're reading how the early church fathers read stuff, right? So when you go to the Reformed commentaries, you you find they have a much deeper reading. And Psalm 19, one way of handling it is that verses 1 to 6 give you what theologians have called general revelation, that the creation operates by god's word and therefore so has order to it and it's 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 it, it so it, it can't be evolution it's not sort of happenstance so you have have the heavens so it's all word based the heavens declare the glory of god and you think romans chapter one talks about how it's evident from what has been created because it's a speech act if you like of god yeah that the creation is communicated that everybody knows as a god they just suppress the knowledge of the truth so verses one to six describe creation as as word without words and then if creation is uh in hebrews one talks about how christ upholds the creation by the power of his word if if creation is uh, is it appears uh, comes about and then continues to operate by god's plan and his word then We should expect that humans are designed to function by God's special revelation. That is his spoken word. And that's what verses 7 to 14 give you. So in a world where there's a God who spoke it into existence, it will work regularly. And therefore, you can have science if you do it properly, because you can see the regularity of things. And in such a world, what would the pinnacle creature do? Well, verse 7, the law of the Lord. So the law, Torah, Torah. Of is perfect, reviving the soul. Um, And so you get general revelation through the creation and special revelation, which is what technically is what you call the Bible, uh, both underlined there and related. And so as we look at the Bible, it should actually help us to understand better. uh, Somebody's put it this way um, the Bible's book two, book one's the creation. The Bible assumes the creation. Yep. Jesus doesn't go, do you know what a sheep is? He uses the sheep examples, you know, sort of thing. Um, so so in one sense, verses 1 to 6 are book 1, verses 7 to 14 are book 2. And if you read book 2, you'll understand better book 1. I think that's what's going on. That's how the traditions handle Psalm 19.
0: Just going back because we're, 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 um, I naughtily steered it onto some of my team when this is about about twenty two. <laughs>
1: but but it's related because it, it does is. the Torah King thing, and we're all about the King. So it's legit, good. Yes, well done. legit.
0: Um, uh, what I want to ask you is, do you, where where it says they pierced my hands and my feet? Yeah. Do you reckon that line? Uh, was responsible for the misconception in a lot of Renaissance art, where they have the uh, the stigmata, through, or, or they have Christ. You know, we know that if if you'd been had a nail put through there, it would quickly rip through your.
1: Yeah. Yes. So it had to have been through this joint. Had
0: to be. So when they say they pierced my hands and my feet, well, no. Yeah. It, it, it would have to be your. It had to be there. And where does the there? Where does where would it have
1: gone through his ankle? I suppose would it? They wouldn't have gone through the. Well, no, that's a good question. I can. I, do you know that does start to evoke images in one's mind of imagining like the human ankle, a bit like a butcher might and try and work out where you could get a good purchase. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, 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 doesn't it just open mm. that up? I mean, even that line does it, it, the idea that you're not sort of invited into not in a gory way. It's just sort of in a kind of a rubbernecking end of a car accident kind of way. But it, but a, um, but it does, it does make you ask a question. I, I yeah, there's, there's lots of, I don't know the history of the painting in relation to, to, uh, to the text. No. Um, but, uh, but I could, you know, is is a painting an illustration or a kind of a surface reading the text or um, those sorts of things? I'm not sure, so I don't know enough about that. I'd have to go and look. Here's a. I, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll we'll
0: probably sort of close it after the after this one. But here's a. Um, you and I both both spend a lot of time on on kind of awake chat rooms. Let's say. and <laughs> and we we come across all kind, all manner of, of 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 theories i mean i mean, there's so there's the christians who are, who are, who are one faction there are the kind of the new ages who are another another faction there are i mean i don't know where david ike is on the, on on this spectrum he ain't, he ain't a christian i i, I know that mm-hmm. but the 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 non christians say things like they say that what we see happening now mm. is not a fulfillment of biblical prophecy it's the baddies the the rulers of the darkness of, the, of this world as we would call them uh using knowing that knowing that we believe in the bible and using and ripping off its ideas and sort of and sort of imitating its predictions to just mess with our heads and have you heard this one
1: yes yeah i have heard that one um how shit is that theory i think that's just appallingly bad um, um just this is just this is just a thought who knows where to go um you know the criticism you know the criticism of conspiracy theories that hey nobody could organize such a big thing yeah, yeah. which which is nonsense we know yeah, that yeah but i think on that scale no human could organise such a great thing to, to 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 play out the whole Bible story. You'd need Satan, and the thing is that if you go with the story, Satan don't come off well. Yeah. So I, I'm not. Sure. <laughs> Why would he bring about his own downfall? A, a house divided is um is will fall.
0: I I, I don't get how that how this theory works either. But I was just no. just because. But th- this is the sort of thing that would have theory that would be espoused by that same person who said, well, I've read Psalm 22 and it's got nothing to do with any crucifixion that I can see. Oh, apart from the detail about they pierce my hands and my feet. Yeah. There are these people that, that de- are determined to. Look, I'm really up for really strong arguments against christianity and about because you know i, I think it needs to be challenged uh, this crazy stuff that we believe it knew what needs to be able to to either either um argued out of our stupidity or or have our, our belief reinforced by 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 evidence well, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's good that we're challenged but i cannot see i cannot understand the rationale of Whoever whoever the the powers that be are the the the, the cabal the the the, the 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 most powerful people in the world I can't understand why just for the kind of the logs that they, yeah. they would try and replicate biblical prophecy just to kind of you know to
1: undermine no I I mean because it could seriously backfire couldn't it because it's just I, I, the well the on, on them um but the word of god i mean i think this part this this has to, what part of the argument here is the reason it's not the product of the cabal to try and well two, two things one is that's that's the, the parallel world that are, argues that christianity is the cause of all problems isn't it and creates white privilege and all the rest of it so you can have or, the or
0: that it's a, a jewish conspiracy Have you heard that or, one? that, it, that yeah. it's it's a it's a psyop yeah, it's to just make like, yeah. us make us weak and to make um sort of acquiescent.
1: Yeah. yeah. But um, but for the various lines of evidence is that we don't have time to rehearse and the, the Bible itself claims to be God's word. And I come back to, I think, where one of the comments I made at the beginning uh, in one Timothy, Paul says the gospel. So and we told and Jesus tells us the whole Bible is about the gospel. The gospel is the father's testimony about the son. Paul is called to pass on that testimony. He passes on to Timothy and Timothy's to protect it by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit superintends the teaching of the word. This is God's word. It is the comes on the breath of God. And so (laughs) there is something. This isn't this isn't a bunch of stories cooked up either by some socioeconomic kind of political project. Uh, neither by um world leaders and people with the this itself and this is the claim that those who claim that the bible is somehow a psyop have to have to deal with the bible's own claim that it is in fact the living word of god and that when it is read god is addressing us um so i so i think yeah there's a theological counter to it in that sense. I think that's at least one line of argument one might use. And and my experience of folks who want to make the, the Bible either just a collection of religious experiences and that happen to fall together into one sort of collection or that they should be read primarily as uh, a collection of, um, ancient artifacts or something. Um, uh, uh, Like that is that they the people who haven't read the thing, you know what I mean, and and when you read it, you are engaging with God, and I know that that can sound sort of sound super spiritual, like it doesn't engage your mind. It does engage your mind. You are dealing with the Lord. You are hearing the Word of the Spirit. You're hearing the Father testify about the Son by the work of the Spirit through the penman that gave us the Word. Um, and so, uh, as Spurgeon said, you don't need to defend the Bible at one level because, you know, why defend a lion? Um, I do think we should do evidences, and he wasn't saying that. But, but like, come at us with that claim when you've read the thing and actually dealt with the contents, and then we'll have a conversation. It, otherwise, it's a, isn't it a, yeah, shut up trick? D- don't bring me your Bible because it's a, yeah, shut up, just... Who, whoever then engages? Have you ever come across anyone who wants to go to? How does Psalm twenty-two get picked up in the New Testament? How does Jesus read the Old Testament? Let's see how it's consistent throughout. Let's actually deal with the content. I'm not sure I've encou- encountered anybody who wants to dismiss it quickly who's actually read it. That's that's really true. Actually, it's one of what it's been one of the,
0: the real surprises to me. Um, I mean, I read I read the Bible every day, but not. Out of a sense of well, you're a Christian now. It's what you've got to do. Yeah. Because I find it really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's the, it's the same with the, with the Psalms. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's not a chore learning the Psalms. I do it when I'm doing my Pilates exercises and my and my my sort of uh, uh, warm down from my running in the morning and i sort of you know the gaps between each exercise i i i, I try to me- memorize another line and then go back to it and, and it, it it's not it's not it, people who are wondering when am i going to find time in my day to learn the psalms and is yeah. it going is it going to be is it going to be difficult no you can you can make it work for you and and you, you know you don't have to you know you can take a whole a whole year to learn psalm 23 if you want to do, or you can Take the crash course and try and try and cover a lot of
1: i and i suspect that if somebody started if somebody was of the view that this might be the product of the cabal who were trying to steer and and stage aspects of it in order to discredit christianity if that person actually tried that i think their category of questions would shift do you know what I mean? You'd you'd stop worrying about you'd you'd start asking, what is going on in Psalm twenty two? Yes. I, I think you might even just be distracted from that idea for a moment to because this is doing you don't master this book. It masters you. Yeah. And and, and so the the start it and it searches you and as calvin said to understand god you need to understand yourself and as you're trying to understand yourself you you inevitably end up looking upwards to understand god in some kind of not because we are god but because we're made in his image and so the, i i think the attitude and the set of question shifts when somebody's actually engaging with scripture yeah you know what i mean
0: i think you're right well if, if you think about it if if that when you're reading great literature probably mm. doesn't doesn't count when you're reading harry potter but you are engaged with an argument with the, with 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 the author um it's mm. it's it's a, a two way thing and i suppose if we accept that god is ultimately the author of the bible mm. then it's a, it, it, it it's a discussion and i i i, I think do you, have you have you heard of this book falling upwards um uh by Richard Rohr I think it's called He he's a Franciscan friar and and he sa- he says that there are there are or ought to be two stages in your life and mm-hmm. it, it, it's never certain which whether it's going to appear sooner or later the second the second part but the, f- the first part you you establish your yourself within the world you know you you have your get your career going and you have your relationships and you you get your house in order and and, and so on but the second one is where you start sort of dealing with the questions of why why are we here? What's my real purpose? What's what happens out afterwards? And I think if you're not asking yourself those questions and dealing with, you are missing the really important. I, I mean, I'm yes. not say, and this is what I'd, I'd say, I guess, to any of, oh, blimey. Do you think any any non Christians have, have have lasted this far uh, through? through <laughs> I uh... don't know.
1: <laughs> if the spirit of God's
0: active, then maybe. I was really pleased, but I got this lovely. I hope he's listening. I got this lovely um, message from a Ugandan pastor who'd oh. listened to who'd listened to the Psalm twenty three thing and had been moved by it, and 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 was praying for me and wanted me to pray for him which i which i which I, I did but uh, because i i couldn't work out how to get his email but 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 um because it was on w- one of those internet things that i don't understand you know <laughs> uh, anyway um so it is reaching a wider audience I, i'm hoping that i'm hoping that this series you know, gets shared by by christians but also yeah. that it gets shared by non-christians um whom i would urge. To read the Psalms, and I think really you should read them in, in the, the translations of either the King James Version or, or, or better still, in my book, the, Miles Coverdale. Just hmm. because you can appreciate them as poetry. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, save me from the lion's mouth, but thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. Or, or from Psalm 118, they came about me like bees. And are extinct even as the fire among the thorns for in the name of the of the lord i will destroy them i mean just you don't even need to believe in god to 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 read that stuff and go whoa yeah
1: that is some
0: that is some heavy duty
1: you hear it at some basic level of programming in your soul don't you it's kind of a as a kind of a rewiring of what if we were ones and zeros in our software it 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 sends a virus in and rearranges things, doesn't yeah. it? It does. I suddenly. think it
0: does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I think, I think the, the, the whole concept of we all have our different ways into Christianity. And I think for me, as a as a writer, and I've always been blessed with a gift with words from a very early age. Mm. I just, I just, like, I had a facility for it in the way in the way that some kids can kick a ball around. I, I was never any good at that. I, I I throw like a girl, but I throw like a worse than a girl. It's it's awful, it's <laughs> awful. But I do have the word, and mm. you know, in the beginning, is the uh, was the word, and the word was God, and the words that the, yeah yeah that the, the language is it, it, They are like you know, not not without reason. Does the dark side use incantations and spells, and we have we have the psalms. And the Bible yeah, and the Word and I,
1: of the Lord. I, I really appreciated your insights, but I think in the the Russell Brand article. But you've also mentioned it another couple of times about the way in which people use words to, well, not just to persuade, but to but to cast a vision of life and and to recruit you into particular ways of thinking and acting yeah. in that kind of spell casting kind of way. I, I it's just been very helpful. It's also what well, I was I'm fascinated by your. Um, uh, this this uh, we haven't got time because i know you want to get off but uh, um, the disappointment of cs lewis's book on the psalms because I, I i i also was disappointed in it thinking that this english professor yeah. might find all the connections to the new testament do the intertextuality because yes surely yes. language it, when when somebody quotes something from somewhere else that's sort of a basic thing you get taught in in language in English language, yes. isn't it? That's why didn't he follow the connections? Why does he? Why Why is it so flat? I don't get it. Anyway, but no, a, a wordsmith uh, should recognise the power of the Bible in particular ways.
0: No, instead, uh, he, he says, "Well, well, some people might find the psalms rather awkward, and 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 the way that they repeat themselves. You know, that, that 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 one of the lines says one things in 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 one thing in one way, and then the next line will say it in a different way." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, that's part of the charm. That's that it reinforces the idea. It's 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 a beautiful <laughs> thing." Clive
1: and uh, and, and could, uh, uh, Clive Staples Lewis, which all yeah. sounds like a sentence where some probably. Blo- bloke called lewis comes off worse after being well, stapled you by know, <laughs> but i was gonna say i can you imagine him sitting there puffing on his pipe going oh this again oh no again oh <laughs> <God."> <laughs> really
0: <laughs> i must discuss this with tolkien <laughs> yes, down at the eagle and child this one's um, a real dull the, one well the, you sorry you you've, you've encouraged me now the, the, the <laughs> have you read you come apro- across the miles mathis essay on c.s lewis no i haven't no i should go and
1: check that you know you know about miles mathis I, Well, is, uh, you introduced me through some of your stuff to him and then i was like oh okay there's some questions about this guy right. i
0: was introduced to miles mathis by somebody who was a member of our, our, my telegram channel called sunshine and light who was who was a, a very committed christian but, but but she's really far down the rabbit hole mm. and she introduced me to the, to 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 Mars mathis and somebody else mentioned this essay that Mars mathis written on c.s lewis in which he claims that c.s lewis was actually working for the for for, for the, the the other side and um. as evidence of this he 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 pointed out that look c.s lewis's novels are so rubbish <laughs> <laughs> that it can only be the work of somebody who's trying to discredit Christianity. But also, he points out that C.S. Lewis went to Malvern, which is the school I went to, right. and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, which is also the school that James Jesus Angleton, the CIA chief, went to. Okay, and 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 I I, I don't know how he he makes the connections. Anyway, it's. It's worth looking at just to be familiar with this, um, this with the really elaborate okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I I still have the faith in 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 C.S. Lewis as a yes, great so, Christian. Yes, so apologies.
1: do I. I. Maybe there's more than one of him, and and one the one that wasn't the right one knocked out the book on Psalms. I think the
0: Psalms one is not is not the way <laughs> it's forward. It's not his winner, is it? No, it, it really isn't. It's anyway, a filler. Johnny, um, it's it. Where can people if they want to come and worship at your
1: if they want to come and join us on a Sunday, um, so we're uh, so the name of the church is Christ Church. It's in Loughborough in the um, East Midlands, a university town. Um, uh, so that yeah, that, that's that's where we are. Um, what what time is
0: your service and how long is it?
1: Uh, how long is it? It's ten thirty. Yeah. Um, and we wrap up about twelve. It's about an hour and a half long, um, and then we have a six. 6.30 service that is usually done by about 7.30 so we have two services on a Sunday and what we'll, and we teach through the Bible uh, and then uh, so Sunday evenings we're going through book two of the Psalms at the moment um, oh. and, we're, and we're doing the guided tour so that folks can know the uh, where they are so as they're trying to learn the Psalms they've got some sense of the overall story and what book they're in And then in the mornings, we're going through the book of Hebrews because the book of Hebrews, which is really a sermon, actually, it's it's the it's the full it's the only New Testament example of a full sermon, Um, uh, which is quite fascinating. Just as a what did sermon sound like in the New Testament era? And but it shows you how to read the Bible, because, again, the the preacher who tradition has is Paul probably written up by Luke um, is um, is showing you the gospel and the person and work of Christ from the old Testament. So back to where we started, the book of Hebrews shows you the connection. So that's what we're doing on a Sunday. That's the kind of thing that we, we do in the Bible teaching and, you know, we do communion and, um, and baptised believers and all that kind of stuff. The normal things that churches do. The normal things. Well, Johnny, thank you. You've
0: been, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this uh, and it's been nice and digressive, which is the way I like it. (laughs) Uh, And I would, um, uh, I haven't. I have done any advertising and stuff on this one. I, I what I really like, um, and actually, God will make this happen. So, so, but, 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 please, you know, please be His human agents. Um, I would like you, first of all, those of you Christians who en- and non Christians who enjoy this series, to to like put the word out. I, I'd like it to reach a much bigger audience. And also, if you are a Christian and you would like to support this this Support me making the psalm uh, psalm series. That would be really good too. I'd I'd, I'd really appreciate that. I mean, I I, I think um, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to to have your support. So um, do, do I need to give you? Do have you have got emails and stuff or anything? You, or not emails. Um, any other
1: web oh, addresses or anything? No, I mean, we uh, uh, we have a podcast, uh, not from the church, but from a publisher I work for. If anyone's interested in refer- in in wandering around reformed baptist theology in the tradition you can go and check out the broken wharf podcast or the broken wharf House sessions podcast where we chat about theology well, that sounds good yeah okay
0: um and uh, thank you uh, do, i uh it remains for me to just to thank my regular supporters um on patreon subscribe star sub um subscribe star um locals of course locals yeah and and but or buy me a coffee thank you very much i really appreciate it and um please keep it up um thanks very much thanks johnny thank you